This is HPR episode 2167 entitled Google It. It is hosted by First Time Host NFMZ1 and is about 19 minutes long. The summary is discussing some of the successes Google has had despite people thinking Google is failing. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Welcome to the Get Tech Podcast. Um, I am your host, Bill Miller. Um, this is my first podcast I've ever done, so bear with me. This uh, first episode, I really want to uh, hit on a subject that everybody seems to be talking about lately, and that is Google. Google, um, for better or for worse, is a really huge company. Um, but for some reason out here in podcast land, we seem to think that uh, we know everything how Google should run their business, and uh, we'd be more successful at it if they just listened to what we had to suggest. Um, I seem to think a little differently. I think that uh, Google's done a great job, though they've not had a perfect job. I mean, they've uh, I mean a perfect record. They've uh, had some screw ups. They've had some failures, but I mean that comes with companies. But today, I really wanted to um, kind of highlight some of the successful stuff Google has done, and we seem to forget about. So let me start there. First thing I want to do is Google search. Google search um, is, you know, the term Googling is because of Google search. You know, if you say just Google it, everybody knows what that is. So the term Googling has become synonymous with online searching for that reason. The company was able to burst onto the scene, uh, the search scene, in the late 90s by providing search results that were quick and relevant. The late 90s. So even if you were to say 98, you're talking almost, you know, 98, 208, 216. You're talking almost 20 years ago, if, if you go by the late 90s. It's, it's a major, major thing. 20 years of search that these guys have dominated. The engine has only gotten smarter uh, with new features like uh, Google Now, obviously, and Google Assistant. The voice search um, finding answers is getting easier than ever. The next thing is going to be Gmail. Like uh, most of us, I think everybody I know uses Gmail. Uh, very few people do I know not use Gmail. I was lucky enough that I had a friend who was got onto the beta test program right when it first came out, and he, uh, he sent me a, an invite. So I've been using Google Mail since it's pretty much its inception back in uh, 2000-something. I forget when it was, but um, stopped using Yahoo Mail because of it, stopped using my Pop3 accounts. I used to have websites, different websites for gaming that I had my own uh, email through, and I even stopped using those because uh, Gmail was just that much easier. Um, the spam filtering was out of this world um, where my Yahoo Mail, I had to switch out, or my Hotmail, if you know those. We had to switch out every six months because it'd be so full of spam mail, you couldn't stand it anymore. You had to get a new one and tell everybody a new email address. But uh, Gmail, like many Google products, Gmail started out as an invite-only application, released in 2004. Gmail offered a then unprecedented one gig of free space for users and allowed for attachments up to be 
25 megabytes per email, which back then was uh, pretty massive for the time. As of today, it is the most popular web-based email provider with over 400 million active users. So that's pretty major. Think about it. 2004, it's 2016. That's 12 years that Gmail has been the email client. Next thing I'm going to say is Chrome. Google Chrome is another one. Who doesn't use Google Chrome? I know a lot of my uh, Linux brethren like to use Firefox. I can't stand Firefox anymore. After it slowed down, I just got to the point where I can't use it anymore. It doesn't have the features I like. Maybe it's because I've gotten used to Chrome. But for me, the Chrome browser is just, you know, the be-all, end-all. Uh, Google's Chrome web browser was launched in 2008. So now this is, again, this is 2016. So you're talking eight years ago. And since then, has eaten up 40% of the world's browsing market share. Not the United States. The world's browser market share. The browser gave users a snappier web surfing experience, a ton of awesome extensions, which I use a ton of them as it is, and have pushed Microsoft's Internet Explorer, Edge, and Firefox, and Mozilla Firefox to step up their game, which they haven't got to it yet. So for me, Chrome is still a major player and the only one I really use. Um, I try other ones out, Opera Mini. They just never seem to add up. Um, next thing on the list is uh, the Chromecast. Now, if you're like me, the Chromecast is probably the one thing that I use a ton of. I have five of them in this house. Every TV has one. Why? Because they work. When I uh, when I watch something on a TV from a phone, a tablet, a laptop, I can just send it to it and it instantly goes there. Um, you don't have to fight with it. It's easy to set up. It um, will stream pictures in the background. It'll play your music for you. It just really is a, a great little device for 35 bucks. One of the best $35 I ever initially spent. So I've got other ones as well. I've got uh, the T100s or T1000s here. I forget who makes them. The MK T1000s. Nowhere near the quality. Nowhere near. Cinder Pichai talked of the uh, Android platform success, adoption, and use. The interesting device that got attention that year was Google's casting dongle, the Chromecast. And the use numbers are huge. Over 40 million sold. 40 million. $35 a piece. 40 million, do the math. We all know that the Chromecast is still growing in user base and the numbers of apps for the dongle is continuing to grow as well, expanding from five, seven, nine, and 10 inch displays all the way up to 50 and above uh, to show the best content that there is. We expect a newer version, which is the 4K coming out here, or it's actually out now, a newer software to update the Chromecast to keep the dongle timeless and ready for cast whenever it is plugged in, all new apps, things like that. So like I said, can't compete with anything else. The Chromecast is a great uh, item. Next thing is uh, Chromebooks. <clears throat> Chromebooks started out as a joke. They were like just above a netbook and everybody talks about uh, Chromebooks. I still kind of get it from people who are like, well, a Chromebook doesn't deal with a real painty does. I can have this and that. Well, those people you'll never have anything for because they don't use it anyway. They're like, I'm going to have my Adobe Photoshop. I don't know anybody who uses Adobe Photoshop. Rarely do I know people who use it. I mean, realistically, photographers use it more than anybody. And anybody who does it has a Mac anyway. Um, my DSLR, I don't even use Adobe Photoshop. I use uh, LightZone, and I use a couple other programs to do it. And uh, I don't have to use it. So my Chromebook, if you're going to get back on track, Chromebooks are a super viable thing. They have gotten super popular because what do they do? They run. What are they based on? They're based on Linux. Why fight it? You know? Everyone complains about a Chromebook, but it's a Linux-based thing. You should love it. You should go, oh, wow, it's kind of a, it's a Linux-y thing. Whether it's cloud-based, what's the difference? I mean, we ran the dongles and 
live CDs for years. That's not the same thing. The only difference is, is that it, uh, once it was turned off, it was off. Uh, Chromebooks. Google's low-cost Chromebooks outsold Apple's range of Macs for the first time in the U.S. this year. While the IDC doesn't typically break out Windows versus Chromebook sales, IDC analysis Lin Han confirmed, I hope I got that name right, the milestone to the, to the Verge. I'm using this actually as a quote from The Verge. Chrome OS overtook Mac OS in the U.S. in terms of shipments for the first time in Q1 2016. Now, they say that also Chromebooks are still basically uh, school-based, you know, for schools, U.S. K-12 story, you know, success story. But everybody I know has them. I suggest them to everybody who's, especially like older parents who um, aren't computer savvy. The Chromebook is just great. They can turn it on. It fires right up. It doesn't take anything to do. You don't have to worry about updates. Uh, everything's right there. You hit the Chrome browser, you're in it. Um, other than major your AAA games, there's not anything you can't do with a Chromebook. The days of where, oh, we can't do this offline, that's, that's bullshit. It just doesn't happen. Um, you can get almost every app you want offline as well as online. Google Docs is offline. There's offline games. You can read stuff offline. Emails offline. So the whole thing that it's, it's, it's got to be an online thing all the time is, is a fallacy now. Chromebooks are, are a great device, and especially at the price. You can get a decent Chromebook for about 300 bucks, and it will do everything that a $1,200 Mac and PC will do for, you know, and, and do it better. It'll do it faster. The only thing I would say on a Chromebook is get four gigs of RAM, only because you've got multiple browsers open. If, if you're one of these people that have 80 browsers open, get four gigs of RAM. I don't have 80 browsers open. I don't need four gigs of RAM. The two gigs works fine. I can open up. 20 browser windows and it never fails so if you got to have it get the four gigs out of that that they're a great deal the next thing i'm going to talk about is the google drive now if you're like me since i found out about google drive i use it for everything i mean all my docs go up there my spreadsheets go up there i don't use microsoft office anymore because of it everything i do is pretty much through that it's a uh, it's a great 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 uh Google Drive gives users cloud-based storage to save, upload, and create document spreadsheets, presentations from the comfort of their browsers, all for free. I didn't mention that. Most of the stuff on this list is also going to be free. The service has been so popular that Google has tripled user storage capacity from the initial 5 gigs to 15 gigs. OneDrive by Microsoft couldn't even top that. They, I think they had to drop you back to 1 gig or 5 gigs, if I'm not mistaken, because they couldn't handle the uh, pressure. Google's still giving us 15 gigs per person. Per account, and you can have multiple accounts. I know because I have four or five of them. Uh, the fact that it integrates with Gmail is uh, icing on the cake as well. So there you go. If you need to save documents, if you need to collaborate, the, the collaboration is awesome. Three or four people, five people can work on the same document at the same time. That way, it's you know not sending emails. The one thing that used to be horrible is when you used to have to send emails out to everybody. You would um, send the email out. You have to wait for the replies. You have to wait for them to edit it. With this, they can just look at it while they're in their, in their Google Drive, edit it while you're in it. You'll see them in there editing it. It's perfect. It really is one of the best things I've ever gotten. On top of that now is photos. Now, as a photographer, I love photos. I have probably 25,000 photos up already. Um, according to Google, over 200 million people use Google Photos per month. 200 million. Did I mention this is another free service? They've collected over 106 billion animations from users as well as 14 petabytes of data. They've crunched uh, some more numbers and suggested that it would take one person over 420 years to scroll through all of the pictures in their database. 
They've also added over 2 trillion different labels for files. And it probably wouldn't surprise you that over 10% of those tags were just for selfies. An awesome thing. If you have a camera, automatically uploads them to Google Drive. I can edit them while they're up there. Now, it's not Photoshop. It's not LightZone. But you know what? If I need to do some basic editing, cropping, things like that, it's perfect for it. I do that most of the time. I go put them up there. I can upload them. Put my phone down. It'll uh, automatically upload them. By the time I go back and pick my phone up, they're usually already all uploaded. Nice and easy. Camera's the same way. It has a Wi-Fi connection that when I get into the house, it automatically starts sending them up for me. Another free product. Uh, that and Drive, if you need bigger space as well, they'll give it to you. It costs you a little bit more money. Like I think it's a dollar for 100 gigs on Google Drive. I don't know what Photos is. But yeah, for dirt money, you can um, definitely... Uh, uh, get it expanded storage. So it's definitely well worth it. And again, another free product. Now, the main one through Google that we all use is Android. Another free product. Uh, the highly customizable mobile operating system was released back in 2008. So now it is eight years old. Eight years old that Android's been out and has been free the whole time. At that time, many people doubted that Google's Android could compete with Apple's iOS. But five years later, Android had roughly 80% of the smartphone market. Google's mobile OS is also getting from not only smartphones, but to tablets, wearable computing devices, and cars. And as you know, we all love uh, Android. People complain, you know, that they wanted a, uh, a, a vanilla Android experience. You know, and that's all I ever hear them complain about. And then they give it to them in the Pixel and they um, complain about that it's too simple. So, but anyway, I digress. But yeah, they complain when they have it. They complain when they don't have it. So... But Android, another free item that they put on phones. It's changed everybody's life. Uh, coming to Chromebooks as well in the near future. So you'll be able to do your Android apps on the Chromebook as well as on your phones and your tablets. Google Search also made it onto iPhones. Uh, obviously, Google uh, did such a great job at search that even their competitors, Apple, had to put them on their phones. Um, there's a talk about Bing replacing Google, but uh, it still hasn't panned out for them. Uh, Maps is another one, another free item. Maps is not only on Android phones, but hey, Apple's another one that had to take it. Because why? Because their Apple Maps didn't cut it. Uh, Apple's Map service is the number one map application using for today's multiple reasons. Uh, chief among them is that it's accurate and offers a number of different route options spanning a wide variety of transportation means. It's been updated too to add in restaurants, gas stations, uh, trip times, um, speed limits on things. So, I mean, if any of you are old like me and you lived in California, I don't know how many of us have uh, had to tear into a Thomas guide to figure out where we were going or printed out pages and pages of maps to get us to a destination. But them days are over. When Google Maps came out, it, it completely changed the game. My TomTom went into the uh, yard sale and I haven't looked back. So another free thing that Google does via Maps is Maps, I'm sorry. And uh, it's, it's awesome. Next thing is YouTube. Though YouTube was not a, um, an original product by Google, they bought it. And they pretty much bought it when it started out. Um, YouTube was founded in 2005 by three former PayPal employees. And was subsequently acquired by Google for the, the following year. It provided to be one of the best acquisitions Google has ever made. And now generates over 1 billion unique visits per month. Now, that also generates cash for people who are on there, think PewDiePie and all those other people on YouTube making money and all the money Google makes. I would say that's a very, very, very successful uh, entity on there. Another item that is free. Now, they do have a paid version, which I looked into. I had it for about four months, the uh, YouTube Red. 
And it wasn't bad. I love the fact that you could stream something on your phone and then like if you had couldn't watch it, you could just press the button to shut your screen off and you could still listen to it, which was nice. That was the one thing I really used it for. Uh, the no ads is nice as well. You don't have to deal with ads on stuff. But uh, the main thing was just the screen. Now there's apps I have that do that for me. But um, I stopped using YouTube Rebel, not because it wasn't any good, but I think it was just a little too expensive for what it does. I think the $9.99 a month is uh, a little more than I want to spend on that. Um, it's not Netflix. It is not, uh, you know, PlayStation View, whatever the other services are. Um, it's a little much at $9.99. If it was uh, less than 5 bucks, I would jump on it. It's, it's, it's getting better. It's got originals and stuff, but it needs to mature a little bit more before it's worth the $9.99. But overall, still a good service and uh, another free item that uh, Google has given us. Also, um, brought, the, their partnerships have uh, helped them grow as well. The first uh, Android device, the HTC Dream, uh, debuted in 2008, but Android didn't really take off until 2009 when Verizon Wireless gave the mobile droid, Motorola Droid the marketing push it needed to create legions of Android fans, which you remember all the Droid commercials. The agreement between Google and Verizon has led to numerous successful Android phones, catapulting Google's mobile platform ahead of Apple's iPhone in sales. You can't argue that there. Even if you hate Verizon like I do and I have to use them every day, you still know that, that that's pretty much a true statement. Um, Google Cardboard. Yeah, there ain't much to say. Google Cardboard is probably the cheapest way to experience uh, 3D immersion that there is out there. And uh, one of the funnest. Um, kids love it. It's an easy one to do. If you're like me, I love getting the little uh, goggles and testing them out. So I get one or two pairs in every month and, and test them out. Everything that are cardboard to plastic. I have a... Uh, I have uh, Samsung Gear VRs. I have the uh, Viewmasters. I even looked at one here just recently at uh, Bass Pro Shops. They have one in there, and I've got cardboard ones and other ones as well, Chinese knockoffs, and I love these things. Uh, though not a new concept for those uh, in 2015, there were some remarkable achievements in the field. Google announced works with cardboard program. Google Cardboard projects uh, have received low, uh, had received low interest in 2014, but rose to popularity in a year gone by. Companies like OnePlus developed a cardboard viewer. The cardboards can be used for achieving immersive education. And 2015 saw Google Cardboard now being shipped in over 100 countries in around 39 languages. So I would say that's a success as well. Uh, if you're like me, you can hit up uh, Eric Gardini up on Podnets. He will uh, direct you to some 3D videos. He sent me one here not too long ago, the uh, Bohemian Rhapsody one. Stellar. Those are just some of the things in, uh, in Google that uh, have been successes. You have apps like Allo Duo uh, that people uh, don't like. Well, you know, that's fine. But um, that doesn't mean that they're failures. It just means that we don't use them. And uh, the app market is, is a tough market. You know, there's so many messengers out there. Um, getting people to use them is, is one thing. Um, I use Google Keep. I love Google Keep's another program. It's a free program, kind of like a notes program. One, one of my favorite things. If you don't use it, you can categorize stuff. I use it all the time. I'm using it now. A lot of the stuff that I read off about Google is pretty much done on Google Keep. Um, it'll copy and do links. It's a, just another thing that I love. So, But there's other things as well. But next time you go to Bash Google, just remember this. They've been very successful. And if you were just as successful as them, you would have Google money. But you know what? You don't. So next time you say that Google's failing or they're going down the ship or they're the Titanic... They're never going to be the Titanic. They're just way too big, and they have just way too many ideas, and this Google Home's going to be big. I think Google's a success. I use a lot of the Google products, and I'm happy to use them. So in the future, 
let me know what you think. Um, either you, you agree with me or you disagree with me, send me an email. You can send it to uh, techwarriors, T-E-C-H-W-A-R-R-I-O-R-Z at gmail.com. Techwarriors with a Z at the end. Uh, let me know what you think. I'll answer your questions online on the, on the uh, next couple podcasts. And we'll see how it goes from there. But uh, it's an opinion like anything else. And I look forward to everybody else's. And thank you. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.